Well, hello, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Todd Coconato podcast, otherwise known as The Remnant. My name is Pastor Todd Coconato. It's 7-22-2021, Thursday, and we have many, many things to discuss today on this very important episode. I just want to thank you for tuning in. Welcome to The Remnant Warriors out there. You are the ones that are holding the line. Thank you to all those intercessors out there that pray for us each and every day. I'll tell you, I can't even express to you how important your prayers are to us. And you probably heard that little noise in the background. That is my phone that makes noise all day long. I got to remember to put it on silent. Uh, but thank you to everybody that sends us videos and messages and encouragement and questions and all different types of things. Uh, really, really appreciate you, and I hope that we are getting back to each and every one of you that reach out. If we have not, please forgive us. We have been inundated by uh, a lot of incoming messages, especially mo uh, more recently, uh, but we, we continue to want to make sure that we respond to each and every person that's reaching out because you truly are important to me, important to this ministry. I can't even express how important you are. Uh, again, I just want to thank you. We've been through a lot together. We've been through court cases and all different types of trials and tests and different things over the course of the last couple of years. Uh, people doxing me, coming to my home, uh, just all kinds of crazy, crazy things that have happened as we stand for truth and we will not back down and we will not stop standing for truth because, hey, I'm a pastor and, uh, you know, a shepherd, a pastor, uh, a person of God, we're, we're meant to stand for righteousness. We're meant to be bold. The, the Apostle Paul the Bible talks about when he went into different various regions and different things, it says he went boldly. And that's what we're meant to do is be bold in this hour. So I know there's opposition and I know that there's all different types of fiery darts that are coming at us. And by the way, we're just a, a microcosm of the, of the greater movement of truth and the great awakening movement that is happening. And I'm not talking about QAnon. I'm talking about a great move of God, a great harvest, a great awakening in this nation where we believe we are turning back to our first love, Jesus Christ, that we understand we are at an important crossroads moment and that either we stand for righteousness and we stand tall and we push back against the assignment of the enemy and the plans of the enemy and those that are, are pushing the enemy's agenda, those nefarious people, we call them sometimes the cabal. You can call them whatever you want, the shadow government, uh, the deep state, uh, but we are willing to stand for righteousness and not back down and yes, there's warfare, but we are on the winning team. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And with that, we will go into some of the things that we want to talk about today. So I put out a post and I just asked, I said, what do you guys want to talk about on the show? And a lot of you have already re responded. I know many more will probably respond after we record the show. And that's okay. Hopefully we can discuss some of those things tomorrow. Uh, but somebody asked, they said, when family and friends fall away, because of how you believed in these days, it's been hard at times. So I want to address that. You know, the Bible says that, uh, you know, a lot of people think that as a Christian, you know, we're just going to have like this kumbaya, like unity, unity, everybody's happy with us because that's the way that seeker friendlyism has presented itself in the church is, is that it's a very encouraging message. You know, everybody should be uplifted and encouraged. And, and yes, that is an element of Christianity, but the, the word of God also talks about how literally there will be division in the home. And this is not the division that the enemy seeks to bring in the body of Christ. I'm talking about division because we are standing for righteousness and uh, people will have to choose. Either they'll choose light or they'll choose darkness. And many times our stance in standing for righteousness actually brings conviction 
on people. Now, what we can think about this, like there's a lot of people that don't want to admit that there's a God, even though the evidence is overwhelming that for intelligent design and the fact that there is a God of heaven and earth who sits on the throne. And by the way, if there is a God, don't you think he would want us to know the truth? And we know the truth. The truth is his word. That the Bible clearly says in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God, the word became flesh, meaning Jesus and dwelt among us, fully God and fully man. The word is the same yesterday, today and forever. So we stand by the word of God and the truth of the word of God, but it does bring uh, an element of, uh, you know, division because it separates uh, those that are willing to stand for righteousness and those that are convicted by it and that want to push us away. And so in you sharing the truth, I just want to get this right out there because we all, we have to understand the reality. Not everybody is going to accept the truth that we speak and we do have to present it in love and we have to be, be careful not to get caught up, to go, to stoop down to uh, the low level that some of our dissenters are attacking us on, uh, you know, the very vicious and mean things, because uh, let's face it, if the enemy wants to attack us, the Bible says the enemy is the accuser of the brethren. You and I and the remnant warriors, we're the brethren, and we're standing for truth and righteousness and standing for the full word of God and in exposing the lies of the, of the enemy in this hour, which are many. There's many there are many people that are buying into, unfortunately, the deception of this hour. You can see it. I can see it. But some have yet to see it, and, and some that even call themselves Christians. So if you're dealing with family and friends that are falling away uh, and, and by the way, it's not because of how you believe. They're making a choice to choose darkness. The Bible says straight is the way and narrow is the gate that leads to salvation. You and I, somewhere along the line, some more recently than others, some of us a long time ago, but it doesn't really matter when. The fact is that we made the decision to stand for righteousness. We made the decision to give our heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. We made the decision to repent of our sins and our transgressions. So as we did this, we stepped out of darkness and into light and into life. But what some of these people are doing is, is they would rather pretend, and by the way, I always say it takes more faith for them to believe that there is no God than for us to believe there is a God. Because think of how foolish that is. Think how silly that is. That everything just came from nowhere, from a big bang out of nowhere. You know, it really takes somebody to have a lot of faith to believe that. But the reason why they choose to believe that, of course, that's being pushed by, quote, unquote, science. It's being taught in most of our schools in this country, unfortunately. So not only are people buying into this, but what this does is it gives them an excuse. Because if there is no God, then that, doesn't, that means that there's really no set of rules that they have to live by. There's no uh, moral compass, if you will. So what, what is the moral compass for an atheist? I mean, what do they... What do they have to, you know, what do they, what do they believe? I mean, they just have their own beliefs, you know? It's like they set the standard because there is no standard set by a higher being according to what they believe. Now, of course, we know that's not the case. There is a higher standard that's been set, and that's the Word of God. There's a standard that we're meant to walk by. That's the Word of God, and that's why there's the, the big stark difference between somebody who doesn't believe in God, therefore has no moral compass, really, uh, versus somebody who is a Christian, follower of Christ, that believes the Bible. And what the Bible says and what the Bible teaches as morality, biblical morality. And by the way, I feel that same morality is imprinted in our DNA so that we know essentially what's right and wrong. So those that are in perpetual sin, that are unrepentant and that choose that lifestyle, I really believe that they know in their heart that they're in sin. And so therefore they're convicted just by your existence and how you live 
and what you say. You don't even have to talk. Just They can just watch your life and they're convicted by you. So they're going to fall away. Let them fall away because you can't control them. Don't feel like it's your fault. It's not. You have awakened. You've chosen to answer the call. These other people that have chosen to be deceived, it's kind of like the movie The Matrix where you, you, you got red-pilled and now you see the stark reality of what's actually happening, the spiritual battle that is really unbelievable as we watch this spiritual battle. I mean, it's just some days are even like completely eye-opening for me where I'm like, wow, this is crazy. And I'm sure you think about that too. I mean, just some of the things that they're trying to push on our young people and all the different things they're, they're pushing in our society. But at the same time, imagine if you weren't awake and instead you were one of these people that's in deception or has chosen deception, you'd be in a far worse place. So even though it's hard for us because we have, uh, unfortunately, uh, the, the concept of proof and we have to really uh, you know, uh, explain why we believe that we do and a lot of times we're under attack for our beliefs, we're in a much better position because even though we have that burden of proof, we really don't. Because ultimately, it's the Lord. And, and people have to make a decision whether they're going to follow God or not. Not everybody is going to choose to follow God. They can be given, you know, shown so many facts and so many truths. And, and even the Lord could have revealed himself to them. But if they choose darkness, that's their personal choice because they have free will. And we know that some people are going to stick with that even until they die, unfortunately, while others are going to come to know Jesus through different events and different things. And maybe tomorrow they'll be awakened or maybe next week or maybe next year. So the word of God does not return back void. You are doing the right thing. I hope I explained that well, but you are doing the right thing. Uh, I know it's hard, but just know there are many of us that stand with you and that's why I believe God has put this remnant community together so that you are not alone. You know you're not alone and uh, you can reach out to us anytime. We'll pray for you and we appreciate you and your stance for righteousness. And you're not alone, but I know it's hard, especially when it's family and friends uh, that are putting the heat on you and basically calling you crazy and all these different things that they do. But, but you're not alone. You've made the right decision. And the word of God does not return back void. And by the way, the faithful, fervent prayers of a righteous man avails much. So pray, intercede for them. Believe that the Lord is going to encounter them in some way, shape, or form. They're going to encounter the Lord, really, and uh, that they come to know Jesus Christ. And I believe many of them will through your life and your testimony, by the way. I've seen it so many times over the years. Have you seen it so many times where people come to know Jesus because of your testimony, because of your life? And, and sometimes it took years so it doesn't always happen overnight. Many mothers out there are praying for their kids. You're praying for them to be prodigals. You're praying for them to, and right now they're in the world and you're just, you know, so grieved about it. I understand. Gosh, as a parent, I understand. But you got to hold the line. Just keep praying for them. There's nothing more powerful than the prayers of parents. I believe that you have a unique authority to pray for your children, that they would come back to know Jesus or that they would come to know Jesus Christ. And I believe they will. So keep speaking truth. Keep living a righteous life and, and showing them through example. And I believe they're watching, even if you don't realize it, they're looking, you know, there's a lot of hypocrisy out there. They're really watching the way we live our lives. They want to make sure that we're sincere, that we're real. So uh, there's a lot of reasons why people are living the way they are right now. But I believe that many that are in the world right now will come to know Christ before he returns in this great harvest, this great awakening that we're seeing begin to develop in our world right now, as my friends are, are saying, and I agree, that this revival has already began. It's already begun. Uh, excuse me, begun. It's already begun. It's already started. And this this is about a great harvest. And so the Bible says that the, the harvest is plentiful. The laborers are few. We need to stand up and do our part. And I believe that's what you guys are doing. So very good question. 
Um, somebody said, removing distractions and getting into the secret place. Well, hello, that is amazing. Right in line with what I've been saying. We've got to make sure, ladies and gentlemen, that we are removing the distractions. There's so many people, I say this a lot, but I'm going to say it again, that send me video after video, post after post, article after article, things that I could just be reading all day long but I need to make sure that I'm spending time in the secret place, filling my soul, feeding my soul, getting direction and wisdom from the Holy Spirit, from the Lord. You can tell when somebody spent time in the secret place, ladies and gentlemen. You can tell when somebody is anointed and it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. How do you get that anointing? You get it in the secret place. You get it spending time with the Lord and his Holy Spirit and, and worshiping and getting you know, just divine inspiration, divine words that come from the Lord. I mean, so many times he's given me strategy, things that I would have never known, but I found out because I was willing to spend time in the secret place. Take that time. Take that time every day, even if it's like a half hour, even if it's 20 minutes. Take the time to worship. Put on some worship music. Get on your face. Get on your knees. You know, inquire of the Lord. Say, Lord, thank you for this day. I give you praise. I give you glory. I give you honor for this day. Thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing in my life. Lord, what would you have for me to do today? Holy Spirit, what do you want to speak to me about? And then listen, because it's a two-way conversation. The Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. We should be hearing. We should all be hearing from the Lord. We, we shouldn't have to go to a prophet or to, the, to our pastor or whatever to, to hear from the Lord. I know that sometimes we do that and that's okay. We get wise counsel. We're accountable. We're being mentored. We're being discipled. All good things. But we've got to learn to hear from the Lord ourselves. And we can only do that in spending time in the secret place. So make sure you remove those distractions. Ask the Lord to show you what is a distraction and what's not. Uh, if you're spending too much time on something like watching sports or something that, you know, video games and, and, and the Lord starts putting it on your heart saying, hey, this has become an idol. You know, if you're looking at pornography, stop it. Ask the Lord to give you strength. Ask the Lord to give you wisdom on how to navigate through this challenge and, and, and rebuke that spirit and repent. This is what God wants us to do because he said where we're going is holy and he needs us to be walking in consecration. He needs us to be walking in purity and righteousness. So great, great comment. Uh, let's see here. Uh, somebody said, um, okay, so I guess there's an issue somebody was saying with their employer and they're saying uh, the employer basically is telling them to take the vaccine. And, uh, and they're worried. They're worried that if they don't take the vaccine, they can lose their job. So here's my pastoral advice because I love you and I care about you. I'm concerned about this vaccine. You know, I, I'm not saying that I believe all the stories out there. Uh, there are some pretty far-fetched ones, things that we have not been able to validate in some of the uh, alternative media that, that are saying a lot of different things about the vaccine. But what I will say is just be wise. I mean, let's just look at it from a common sense approach. I mean, has this really been thoroughly tested? Has it gone through the, the process of testing that it should in order for us to know that there are no side effects? And let's just look at the VERS reporting. You know, there's a, you know, VERS, the reporting system. And by the way, they're saying the numbers aren't fully, uh, you know, uh, shown in there yet. In other words, it's not fully populated, but, the, the, you know, there continues to be new information coming in where more and more people are having vaccine injuries and different things that, you know, are going either unreported or are, are yet to be reported. But we can already see from what is reported that there is a substantial amount of people that have been injured from this latest vaccine rollout for COVID. So be wise. And uh, you don't need, you're not forced. Listen, 
there's there's a couple reasons why, according to our Constitution, first of all, they, they should not be able to force us to take a vaccine. And secondly, there's something called the Nuremberg Code and the Nuremberg Trials that took place. And uh, we've also signed on to those as a country. And by the way, uh, they say the same thing, that we can't be forced to take a vaccine. So a lot of these things that we're being pressured to do by our government and by celebrities and different people, they're really pushing this thing on us in a way that they shouldn't be. It's really, it's really not the right thing. And unfortunately, a lot of people are being influenced by this. And so I would inquire of you to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to give you wisdom and direction on this. If you've already taken the vaccine, that's fine. Just pray for yourself and say, Lord, protect my body. Protect, you know, my body is the temple of your Holy Spirit. And if I took this out of, out of, out of your will and did this uh, foolishly, I pray that you'd cover me. I pray that you'd protect my health, that you'd watch over me. And we just got to believe that the Lord will heal uh, anything that you've done, even uh, being unwise and taking the vaccine. But, but, you know, again, it's just common sense. It's wisdom. We got to really think about this. And if your employer is saying, look, that's the only way you can stay here, then, uh, you know, some of us might have to take some very, very difficult uh, steps and find another place to work because you have to go by your convictions. You have to go by what the Holy Spirit's telling you. And, uh, hey, it'd be great to have a job, but it'd be much worse if, uh, you have a job and your health isn't good. So you got to you gotta put it into perspective, right? That's my opinion on it. Uh, somebody said election integrity. Well, yes, election integrity is one of the number one issues in our country right now. Uh, many of us are so concerned by what we've seen transpire in 2020. We know that there's uh, unscrupulous things that have taken place. There's a nefarious agenda, we believe. And, and we continue to see more information to support this theory that's coming out where many of the things that they say are baseless claims and all these different things that they say using these weaponized words and phrases. But yet we continue to see as truth seekers more and more information come out that's actually backing uh, the fact that there probably was more that happened than, than that's been reported by the mainstream corporate media when it comes to the 2020 elections and also when it comes to just election integrity in general. And so we are seeking that the United States and all 50 states uh, would improve election integrity issues by uh, making it more difficult to cheat, uh, whether it be with the mail-in ballots or whether it be with other different methods, uh, you know, machines that could possibly have, uh, you know, uh, malreporting or, 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 you know, some, some kind of uh, algorithm that causes uh, one, one candidate to be, um, you know, uh, favored over another due to the machines or the algorithm and not the actual voting. So there's some serious concerns out there. We, of course, know there's uh, the recall and, or excuse me, not the recall. Well, there is the recall in California that's going on, and, and that is definitely uh, an area that we want to be praying for the, the right outcome and for the right candidate to win because that's a very influential state in our union. But also for the, uh, what's happened in Arizona and, uh, and you know all the different audits and different things that they're doing there of the 2020 election in order to deep dive into this. And uh, we're hearing more and more information that, that you know, continued uh, concerns when it comes to how that was conducted in Arizona and other states uh, from an election integrity standpoint. So we want to get to the bottom of this. Uh, I've told many people it's hard for us to move forward to 2022 and 2024 unless we fix this major problem in our country. And more and more people are starting to understand that this is an issue. This is a problem. And we need to get to the bottom of it. So I think it's one of the number one issues of our day. 
and it would be great if we could see voter ID implemented in all 50 states. Uh, that's not a big ask. I mean, you have to have voter ID in order to get alcohol, in order to get cigarettes, in order to get on an airplane. Why is it something that we don't have in order to vote? And I believe it would greatly diminish the chances of voter fraud if you could easily uh, you know, have voter ID uh, would be you know, just one of, the, one of the best ways to really lower the amount of fraud. And of course, the ballot harvesting issues in several states and uh, you know, the mail-in uh, ballots that, you know, of course, many of the voter rolls have dead people that are voting in the, in the tune of thousands. Uh, that can't be. We have to fix these issues because uh, it's very important that we, the people in the United States, have a fair election system. It's one of our most, uh, you know, consequential rights and freedoms as Americans is the right to vote. And we need to make sure that the right candidates are winning based upon actual votes and not fraud. So thank you for bringing up that important issue. It's something that we are continuously working on and, uh, you know, very active in speaking about bringing awareness and, of course, speaking with officials and people in government about our desire to see this tightened up and fixed for all Americans for future elections so that we can have, um, you know, just the utmost of confidence in our election system. Uh, the next person said they are protecting themselves, the insurance, uh, and they're telling them to do this. The company, so I think what you're saying, uh, and I, I'm not really sure because this is kind of a little bit hard to understand this comment, but it looks like you're saying uh, that, you know, some of the big pharma and some of these uh, big companies and corporations are protecting themselves. And uh, I agree with you. I think they are doing that. Uh, somebody said the anxiety of trying to mentally accept uh, the things that are going on today can be a bit overwhelming at times. Remind people that it's important to take a break from time to time and allow yourself to process. Well, that's a great comment, and you're right. Uh, we can't spend all of our time, like I said earlier, watching the videos, reading the posts on social media, you know, uh, being so immersed in all this stuff that's going on because we are in quite the battle, and we know that ultimately the battle is not against flesh and blood. It's against strongholds and principalities. So we need to make sure it's very crucial. And I'm learning this myself, by the way, very much so. We have to learn how to rest because if we don't rest, we're not going to be ready to get engaged in this type of battle. It's a very rigorous battle. Uh, remember, it's a marathon, not a sprint. We have to be trained and equipped and rested up and ready to endure because this is a real battle that we're in. And I will tell you, as I'm saying this, I am looking very forward to resting these next couple of days. I need to rest. Uh, my body has been fatigued. I've been dealing with uh, somewhat exhaustion. I'm just going to be honest with you guys. And I think that the podcast is very important because we have many people that listen to it every day. And it really is one of the staples in this community of remnant believers. And so, I, you know, and by the way, it has nothing to do with me. It has to do with the Lord and the Holy Spirit that's been meeting us and giving us direction and wisdom. Uh, and I thank God for the ability to, to be one of the uh, players in this as a voice. It's, a, it's an honor. Uh, but we also have to rest. Very, very cr crucial and important that we rest. We, know, we learn how to spend time, as that earlier comment was, in the secret place, resting, getting recharged, getting strengthened in our faith. And that's so important. So please, you know, if you're feeling a, a lot of anxiety, do not be anxious. The Bible says be anxious for nothing but in all things through prayer and supplication. So that's where we need to be. Again, Psalm 91, in the secret place of the Most High, spending that time in prayer and supplication, getting our directions from the Lord. Very, very important. Uh, another person said, growing weary of the battle with family, some in the same house, and friends who think we're nuts, conspiracy theorists, and have gone off the deep end. 
we don't trust the science and we follow back alley underground media uh, revolving around election, virus, shot, mandates, mass control, fear, government involved in trafficking, etc. And it's, uh, it's pilled extra because I have medical science education and degree, uh, but my spirit and gut tells me, no, don't trust them. CDC, FDA, DOJ, Supreme Court, something is amiss with some of those people. And when everything is, and when is everything going to be shown on mainstream media so we can stop being crazy idiots? It's definitely been a battle, and I continue to stand and hold the line. The world is such a mess right now. Well, that's a great comment. And I think a lot of you feel this way. And I'm so glad that we did this today where we can answer some of these questions because I know that many of you feel this way, including myself. Listen, they try to brand me. I'm an educated man. I've been around the block. I'm not saying this to boast or anything like that, but you know, I know governors and I have you know phone numbers of, of some of the leading people in this nation and in our world that I can call right now. And again, I'm not saying that to brag, but I'm saying that because the Lord has opened great doors and you know, we do have influence and this is, this is God given. This is not, you know, something that we can, we can do on our own. This is the Lord and the Lord has done this. But, but the thing about it is, is, is that, you know, I get called these crazy, you know, weaponized names like conspiracy theorist or, you know, and, and I, and I ask them, I say, well, what am I saying? That's a conspiracy because we've learned over the years to be very wise in the way that we put out information now. And we don't just put out something that we have a hunch about. You know, if we have a hunch about something and it is opinion, we say it. Hey, this is opinion. Uh, but if, you know, if we're reporting on it, many people rely on our reporting. And, and again, that's that's very humbling. Uh, none of this is, is said in pride. I hope you understand where my heart is here. I'm saying this because I deal with this tremendously from people that are of prominence. People that, you know, we we have uh, little, little Twitter battles once in a while, little... Uh, you know, things where we go back and forth. And this is a prominent person that's saying one thing that I disagree with and we go back and forth. But, you know, it, it's hard for me to find anything that we report or that we talk about that is actually a conspiracy, a uh, conspiracy theory that is. There are a lot of conspiracies, I believe, that are going on. But I'm talking about conspiracy theory because they try to say that Pastor Todd Coconato is a conspiracy theorist. That's their weaponized word of choice that they've used recently. And they do that because certain people, just by hearing that, back off or get scared of you or might not invite you to speak at their meeting or their church. So they know it's a weaponized word and it gets them uh, some level of results. Now, fortunately, we're in a world now where many people of prominence understand that there's this weaponized attack. Obviously, look at what happened to President Trump and they're kind of trained on this now and they understand that the mainstream corporate media is weaponized against us and the truth tellers. And so most people don't care anymore, but there are some that still do. So what I would say to you is, is listen, you got to go by what the spirit is telling you and you can't be influenced by what these other people say about you. It kind of goes back to the very uh, early saying that my mom said, and I'm sure your parents said at some point, somebody that you know, or at least you've heard it, sticks and stones will break my bones, but names will never harm me. And it's true. You know, the people that are calling us these names, they're most of the time insecure people or people that are very disturbed by what we believe because it rocks their uh, vantage point or what they choose as their reality. It's like Oprah and others have said, your truth, your truth, your truth. No, know your truth. Know, know your truth and my truth. There's one truth, and that is the truth. And by the way, the word of God is the truth. And the things that we believe as Christians are the truth. You know, if they're, if they're backed by the word of God and they're, uh, the spirit of the Lord is speaking to us and giving us wisdom and strategy, that's the truth, ladies and gentlemen. And so don't worry about what other people think about you. God has given you a unique opportunity to be awake in this hour while many are asleep and many are, uh, you know, completely deceived. 
but you're awake. So you are the fortunate one for being awake. And they thought Noah was crazy. They thought Jesus was crazy. You're in great company, great company. So don't second guess yourself. Stand on the truth, hold the line, pray this through, and God's going to work this out in his timing and his way. We don't know how he's going to do it. We don't know when he's going to do it, but we know God is moving on our behalf. We know he goes before us. We know he responds to the prayers of the righteous, and we're believing and standing in faith on the scripture that says what has been done in darkness will be brought to light. Hallelujah. You're not crazy. That's why we do what we do is so that you can know. And listen, I just went around the country, many, many different states. I think it's like 18 states. And I've seen remnant warriors all around the country. You are far from alone. There are millions of people that see things the way that you do. And that's why there's been even the talk about, hey, are we even the remnant anymore? I still believe we are. I wrote an article about it. Uh, but some are saying we're not even a remnant anymore because there's so many of us. So be encouraged. There is so many of us. There's a lot of us. And I believe we're going to continue to see more and more people as this goes on and this great awakening and this great harvest of souls continues. So hold the line and uh, don't worry about what others say about you. Uh, somebody says, what, what praying without ceasing means, how, how to feel like you're actually doing it. Great question. Uh, you know, prayers without ceasing means, you know, holding the line. And I'm not saying like repetitively pray the exact same thing every day, but as the spirit guides, you know, pray over these matters. Lord, I know that, you know, our ancestors in this nation made a covenant that this nation belonged to you. Lord, we're praying in the name of Jesus and by the power of your Holy Spirit that you restore this nation, that there's a great awakening in America, that what's been done in darkness will be brought to light. You know, things along those lines. Hold the line in prayer and declare and decree and speak life over the situation because that, that's what God wants us to do is to speak life. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Speak life, declare, decree, uh, we really believe, uh, as in the Greek, uh, there's a the word called ekbalo. It's, it's, it's to drive out, to cast out. We really believe that we have authority in the name of Jesus to drive out, to cast out. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for that ability. We can take back this nation. We can take back this territory. Don't listen to the negative Nellies that say we're done, we're defeated. We're not done yet. I still have the ability to speak freely on the air. That's what I'm doing right now. More and more people are waking up every day, not just from us, but from many of you. And uh, God is not done with America, I believe. And so thank you, Jesus, that you are working and moving on our behalf. And we believe there'll be a great revival in this nation as we're already starting to see that happen. So uh, continue to hold the line, continue to pray, continue to fast, continue to uh, pray without ceasing. What it literally means is just continue to pray. Have an active prayer life. That's what it means. Have an active prayer life. Have active conversations every day in prayer. Become an intercessor. Look it up. What does an intercessor mean? Uh, there's some great people that have, have explained it very well. Become an intercessor. You know, everybody should be a prayer warrior that's on this uh, broadcast. Really, we should all be prayer warriors. We have to spend time. Again, it goes back to spending time in the secret place. It goes back to our devotional time. It goes back to that very pivotal time of rest and spending time with the Lord every single day and getting the, uh, you know, the marching orders for the day, if you will, and, and asking the Lord to anoint the day. And uh, in doing all those things, we're praying, we're, we're declaring, we're decreeing, we're getting uh, vision and insight and strategy and the anointing, by the way. And, uh, and I believe that's how we have victory. So just continue to have an active prayer life. That's really what that means. And if you don't feel like you're doing it, well, the enemy may be lying to you. If you're praying every day and having an active prayer life, then you are. You are praying without ceasing. If you're not spending time with the Lord, if you're not doing it enough, and maybe you need to be doing it more and the, the spirit has been convicting you on that or you feel disconnected and you don't feel on fire. Well, fight for your fire, number one. 
and make sure you are spending time because that's the most important thing that we can do. And then everything else, of course, is, is you know, uh, secondary to our, our personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Of course, you know, your family is extremely important, your spouse, you know, your children, your job, all those things are very important. But we have to make sure that we have an active prayer life because that is one of the most important things as a Christian. And, uh, and if you do that, you do it every day, or you do it as often as you possibly can, uh, then you're praying without ceasing as far as I'm concerned. So don't give up. In other words, don't give up. And, and don't lose faith in the prayer, by the way. You know, you pray, and then some people pray it, and then like right after, they don't even believe that God can hear their prayer. Well, that's silly. If you just prayed it, then believe. Believe that God is willing and able. Look at the scripture in Romans 4.20. That's a good one. You know, what God promised, he was also able to do. We have to believe that. What God has promised, he's also able to do. And so we want that account in righteousness. Hallelujah. I'm going to keep going down this here, okay? Um, the recall in California is on September 14th and how important it is to get involved. We just put out a, an article today uh, where, where we have reported on what we found with regard to Larry Elder in California. That's what this person is talking about is, is the recall election in California. We have many listeners in California and many that are not in California. So if you're not in California, pray for the U.S. state of California, the West Coast. Pray that God's will is done, that we see a change there for the 40 million plus Californians uh, and that we believe that God is going to move in the great state of California. We're going to see a shift take place. Many people are praying and interceding and fasting for California. And by the way, fasting is another very, very critical, crucial, and important element of being an intercessor because the Bible says some things only through prayer and fasting. So learn to fast, study fasting, learn to fast. You're going to have a whole new level of your depth in Jesus Christ when you become a faster, just like when you become a tither. Become a faster, somebody who fasts. You're going to see breakthrough in areas that you didn't expect to see breakthrough. You're going to see God take you to different levels. It's amazing. I'm telling you, once you understand these things, you're not going to want to go back because you've discovered what it means to, you're not just drinking milk anymore. You're now, you know, eating meat. You're growing in your, in your walk with Jesus Christ. You're understanding the power and the authority that you have as a believer to change the situation. That's what we need to understand. We have to understand who we are, our identity in Christ, and what we're able to accomplish. And this is going to be the game changer for us all. Uh, somebody said, the blood washes all sin away and the love that was made possible, that message can save the world. Hallelujah. Well, yeah, that's the message of John 3.16, that God you know, loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him shall not perish but have life everlasting. It's the blood of Jesus and the cross of Calvary through repentance, by the way. We have to repent, meaning turning from our wickedness, turning from our lifestyle of sin, repenting, accepting Jesus into our heart as our Lord and Savior. And when we do that, the spirit of the living God from Acts chapter 2, that same spirit comes and lives inside of us. That's how we get the wisdom and the discernment. It's all connected. It's really pretty simple stuff, but it's amazing when we understand what this means for our life and just how it changes everything. And by the way, I'd get baptized too if you haven't been baptized. It's an outward expression of an inward change, and it's something that the Lord commands us to do, by the way. So good, good stuff. Uh, somebody said, any forced jab is corporate bylaws, uh, not natural divine religious law. I'm not a corporation. I do not uh, contract with any corporate organization. I'm a free person. Well, good. That's a good comment. Uh, you know, our, our founders believed in inalienable rights, unalienable rights, which are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. They believed that God was the one that endowed us with our rights, that our, our rights come from our creator. 
and not from government. That government is meant to stay out of our business. And by the way, that the uh, the government, uh, you know, it was a letter to the Danbury Baptist Church that was saying that, you know, the government was going to stay out of the church's business, not that church was meant to stay out of government, but that has been misconstrued and used as a weaponized term against us where people think that it was meant as the separation of church and state, and it simply is not. All right, let's see what else. The fact that Christians are lining up to inject themselves with, well, again, more people are talking about the vaccine. Um, you know, I, again, I, I, I'm concerned about what I'm seeing with the vaccine and, and all the Christians that are pushing this, and uh, I really wish that they would not be pushing it. We're seeing a lot of people pushing it. I've seen prominent Christian leaders saying, Jesus would got it. You know, I don't believe that. And I think that anybody that's saying that is lying to you, unfortunately. It's some prominent people. Uh, but unfortunately, people uh, are are saying that, uh, you know, the Lord would, would have got the vaccine if he was in the flesh here on earth. I don't believe that. Why would the Lord do that? That just makes no sense. And I believe that God has given us an amazing immune system, by the way. Um, that doesn't mean that he doesn't allow for certain uh, cures and, and things that have come out. I think that that is a blessing of the Lord. And I'm not saying don't go to a doctor. I'm not saying don't take any medication. Not None of those things. But we have to be wise. Our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Look into pharmakia. Look into what that means, pharmakia. And understand there is a connection there with the demonic and, and some of the things that the, the enemy wants to do because our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Very, very important. All right, let me see if I missed anything on here before we go. Um, and I will just say a few more words. Somebody said Revelation chapter 2 and 3, the third temple, and why Christians do not understand who will be crowned king of the one world government. Well, that is probably too much to get into today uh, because that's a big, big uh, topic. But I will say study that, Revelation chapter 2 and 3. Study a lot of the commentary that's out there about that in the third temple. And understand that it is a very big sign of the times. There are people right now that are discussing this very thing, the third temple. Some people believe differently on this. There's a bunch of different views on it. Uh, but it's something that we can definitely discuss in coming episodes because I think it would be important to get into this and to deep dive into Revelations 2 and 3. Uh, but hallelujah, yes, there is uh, a one world global government that they're trying to put together right now. And if you look at what's going on in the Great Reset and all the different things that they're pushing, uh, you know, it all really is in line with what the Word of God said. And we know that the hour is extremely late in order for these things to be happening. We're watching the Bible literally come to life before our eyes. And, uh, you know, not since the Tower of Babel and Nimrod was there this push for a one world global government. Uh, once again, uh, this is a Luciferian thing. This is a demonic thing. Uh, this is something that they're trying to sell to us as if it would be a good thing. But we know that it's not a good thing. And, uh, of course, uh, Revelation chapter 2 and 3 discusses some of that. And we can definitely get into that in a later episode. So thank you for that great comment. Uh, let's see here. Somebody said, how to spread the gospel? It comes out of my mouth online and in person easily. But some may have fear about bringing it up to their loved ones and friends. The fear is that they may be turned away or they may unfriend them. Find a step-by-step -step process that a Christian can use to show the gospel to others. This election and the vax has broken many families. Only God can soften hearts. Well, that's some great commentary there. And you're right. I mean, many, many people are, um, you know, feeling that, you know, they're having a hard time sharing the truth or, you know, they, they get concerned about what people think about them or how they respond. But the Bible gives us what's called the Great Commission, which is to go and to make disciples of all the nations, not some of the nations, all of the nations. This is the greatest commission of our life. The go and make disciples, the great commission. 
to love one another. Yes, all those things that the Lord says and his promises. Uh, but at the same time, to, to tell people about Christ. It's so, listen, we have the answer to every problem out there. We have the answer to all the world's problems, to people that have anxiety, that are dealing with depression, you know, suicidal people out there, all these different things. We have the true answer, the ultimate void filler. His name is Jesus. Don't worry about if people reject you. Pray for, you know, an open door at certain, certain situations. If you're at work or, you know, with certain people in your life, pray for an open door. Pray for the right timing. You know, don't shove it in their face or, you know, uh, do it in a way that's inappropriate. But at the same time, we have to pray for divine appointments and open doors and, and ways that we can share the truth. Because the Bible says the truth that sets the captive free. It's our great commission. We're meant to do this. We've got to become evangelists, all of us. We have to learn how to evangelize. We have to learn how to get out of the four walls of the churches and get into our communities and our workplaces and our schools and, and tell people about Jesus Christ. We have to do it in wisdom, as of course there are many traps that are set up against us with HR and different things that you can get in a lot of trouble for, but we can't let those things stop us from sharing the truth. So we just have to pray for wisdom, and a lot of that is in just making relationships with people. And you know, uh, people will trust you if you've if you've invested, you know, somebody that you've been kind to and showed them the love of Christ, and they're watching your life and they're seeing how you live. And that gives you an open door to share truth. And sometimes they'll even ask you, like, how are you doing this? Or how are you, you know, I see favor on you. Why do you have so much favor? Or why, you know, why do things seem to be working out for you? And I'm struggling in, in so many different areas. Or, you know, even when you have something bad happen to you, it seems like you still have peace. You're still happy. How do you do that? That's an open door. And then you share, well, listen, it's about Jesus Christ, my personal relationship with him. And you can have it too, by the way. It's free. It's available free. And it's not a conspiracy. And it's not crazy. It's true. And let me show you. And, you know, all you have to do is ask the Lord to come in your heart and, uh, and give him that, you know, let him uh, show you, you know, we don't have to force it on somebody. We can just lead them to the trough, you know, and let them know how to do it or what we did in our life. Testimony is another key way to share because people can't refute testimony because it's, it's something that actually happened. And some of sometimes they've even seen it happen. Like with my life, like a lot of my friends saw me go through the, the period of life where I got stabbed and they watched me over the years you know, develop into a man of God and, and who I am today. And, and that's ministered to them before I even said one word to them. They just watched. And I believe many of you have the same thing, if not all of you, because people are watching your life and you have people that are in your life that you may not realize that are watching you. And so we can share all the time, but great, great question. And, uh, you know, some of these, I wish I had the whole show that we could discuss, but uh, that's all I see on there right now. We've actually already gone into almost 44 minutes here of the show. So what we're going to do, we're going to bless you. Thank you for tuning in today. There's so much going on in our world, friends. There's so much going on. And I know it can be overwhelming at times, but we have to stand on the promise of God, which is yes and amen, hope in a future. I believe he's not done with America. I believe we're seeing already, we're on the cusp, we're in the beginning stages of a great move of God, a great harvest, an end time harvest. I believe we're going to see and continue to see miracles, signs, and wonders operating in the fullness of what God has for you by spending time in the secret place, getting filled up, getting recharged, getting refreshed in your faith. Feed your soul every single day. Ask the Lord how to walk in that pure stream of living water. And, you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Thank you for tuning in. This is Pastor Todd Coconato. You can find more about what we're doing by going to toddcoconato.com. That's T-O-D-D-C-O-C-O-N-A-T-O.com. If you want to help support this broadcast, we definitely could use your support. 
We have so many things that we believe that God has called us to do in this hour. We're doing many more things than you probably are able to see publicly. We're constantly working very hard. I promise you. But if you have any questions about what we're up to, write me at todd.coconado at rlcus.org. I'd be happy to break down or answer any questions that you have. But thank you to those that are willing to support us. And if you're able to support us monthly, that it just goes a long, long way. If you can support each month, you can go on to toddcoconado.com slash give toddcoconado.com slash give and help us do what we're doing out here and answering the call and saying, yes, send me, I'll go, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Remnant Warriors. I love you guys. Appreciate you. We'll be back tomorrow. God bless.